What's going on, gamers? It's your boy Diggs Gaming. Welcome back to All Funkins Gaming News. And there's a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. And we're going to start with Google Stadia. So we got the official word Google Stadia will be shutting down on January 18th, 2023. And we knew this was coming. We knew it was coming because Google Stadia just has not been doing well since it launched. And really, a lot of people were skeptical of Google Stadia when it was first announced because we didn't know. How it worked with people that didn't have a great Wi-Fi. We didn't know how many people were going to get behind us. We didn't know if Google would be able to deliver on the features that they said that they were going to have for Stadia. And as it turns out, the launch was even more disastrous than anybody could have figured out. We had codes not working. We had stuff that was promised not being delivered on launch day. I mean, it just was not good for Google. And it did not get any better from there. Really, Google Stadia was a failure at launch. It really was. And we were just counting down until we got the announcement that it would be shutting down. And now we have the official announcement, January 18th. That is when Google Stadia will be shutting down. Now, one good thing that Google is doing is that they are fully refunding the fans of, of Stadia. So they're going to fully refund their purchases. And that is something that is a good look for Google. I think that's the right idea. And a lot of people are going to be happy about that. It's really just a shame this could not work out. I mean, this was a cloud type of service, and it just wasn't what Google wanted it to be. And it just goes to show you, we're still a long way from cloud gaming really being the now of gaming. We're just not there yet. I mean, cloud gaming can work. I mean, we're looking at Hideo Kojima working with Microsoft on a cloud-based game, but in terms of it being the main port of gaming, it's just not there yet. And Google Stadia was just a sad reminder of that. We're just not there quite yet. Maybe we'll be there down the line, but just not yet. Now, another interesting thing is they are actually blaming Microsoft's purchase of Bethesda as part of the reason as to why Google Stadia failed. And I just found this little bit interesting and a little bit confused. Just don't see how somebody is going to take that claim seriously. Now, they did talk to the European competition regulators because of Microsoft's purchase of Activision and how that will and how that can affect gaming. I just don't know if they're going to take that claim seriously because, I mean, with Google Stadia, you just saw from the beginning that it was not going to go well. <sighs> I've seen crazier things happen, but but for those that were fans of Stadia, I'm sorry, but it's going to be shut down January 18th. Next up, a franchise that has been rumored to be getting a new game for a while. Silent Hill, the short message, has been raided in South Korea. This is very exciting because you do not raid a game until it's close to finishing up. That way, they can see everything that this game has to offer. From the type of language that's going to be used, from the type of graphics that you're going to see. And really, when you see a game raided, that means it's about a few months away from it being shipped down. and this is just one where we had heard the rumors that two Silent Hill games were in development for a while. One that might have ties to PlayStation. And what's interesting about this, it's called the short message. And some people are thinking maybe it's uh, like uh, PT, which was a playable teaser for Silent Hills. And we could see something similar. It, it would make sense with the title, the short message. I could definitely see that. Because they've done this once before and it got so many people excited. So why not do this again? 
and hopefully it can have the same effect. Hopefully it can have the same effect. But yeah, this is really interesting. And I don't know if it is the same thing. I mean, just it does sound like it, it does sound like it's like going to be a shorter type of game. But all we know is that it's real and we could see more about it soon. Next up, we got a report from Insider Gaming that Disney is looking to release a new Star Wars game every six months. Now, this is interesting on many levels because one game every six months for one specific IP seems like a whole lot until you realize that with Star Wars, it's so massive and can be expanded so much. And we've already seen a lot of different games with the Star Wars franchise that maybe it could work. I mean, we've seen so many different types of games. And the games that are in development, I mean, we see a lot of different genres being included. I mean, from Respawn themselves, we have an untitled first-person shooter, an untitled strategy game, and the sequel to Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. We have Skydance Media's game, an open-world game from Ubisoft Massive, Quantic Dream is working on Star Wars Eclipse. Saber Interactive is working on Knights of the Old Republic remake. And Zynga is working on Star Wars Hunters. And those are just the games that have been announced. There could be more that are in development right now. This is really interesting. If this is true, I wonder what would happen with this. Now, again, this is just a report. Disney has not come out and said that they're looking to release a new Star Wars game every six months. It's just a report. But again, it really does bring to the question, is that too many Star Wars games? Again, you look at the different genres that are being included. I mean, you have an FPS, you have a strategy game, action-adventure with Survivor, uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake, that's an RPG. So while it does seem like it's too much, I mean, maybe because of all the different genres that it would hit, maybe it wouldn't get so tiresome, but uh, what do I know? And really, I can't predict the future. We're just going to have to see what happens if this does turn out to be true. We're just going to see the timelines between games and really what the reaction is over time. I mean, this is just a wait and see type of thing. Moving on, some exciting news. E3 has gotten its official 2023 release dates. And yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. So E3 is going to run from June 13th to June 16th. Now, E3 businesses are going from June 13th to the 15th, while public days are from the 15th to the 16th. And remember, E3 is going to be the first one under new management, Pop. And for E3, it's had a bumpy road the last few years. 2020 didn't have one. 2021, it was online only, and it was very disappointing, very disappointing. And then 2022 just didn't happen at all. This one, we are going to see both in-person and online events. This is going to be really, really fun and really just something that a lot of people are going to pay attention to because E3 had been going down in quality the past few years. And now under this new management, maybe we can get back to what E3 has always been about. Just developers talking about games for the passion of games, showing off the projects and all the hard work and dedication that they have put into those projects. I just cannot wait to see what happens from here. I mean, E3 coming back, no one thought this was going to happen. We thought when E3 was canceled this year that it just was not going to happen at all. We just did not think it was ever going to come back. Well, now it's back, and hopefully it's back with a vengeance.
Next up, we had The Last of Us Day. And to celebrate that, we got a trailer for The Last of Us TV show on HBO. And oh my God, did this capture the look and feel of the game. First of all, when you see the clickers, they look exactly like the clickers you see in the game. They are so scary. And really, they did a great job making those. Oh my God, I, I cannot believe what they did. I don't know if that's CGI or if they did practical effects for that, but whatever they did, they did a great job with that. I mean, it was only a teaser, but it looked like the actors that are playing Joe and Ellie are capturing those roles so beautifully. Yeah, it definitely had that feel of the games. And remember, this is pretty much a retelling of the first game with a few different elements in it. And that may be a little bit of a bad idea because people are just going to compare this to the first game. But if it looks as good as what the trailer has shown us, then it's going to turn out to be a really good show. And this is just looking like it's coming together so well. And for The Last of Us fans, I really think you have something to be excited for. And I cannot wait to see how people react when this actually comes out. Moving on, PlayStation Star's loyalty program has launched in Asia this week, and it's coming to North America and South America October 5th, and Europe and Australia October 13th. Now, the PlayStation Star's program, this is basically where you're going to earn points based on doing certain things, like uh, getting a certain number of platinum trophies or buying certain games. You will get these points that you can use that you can redeem for these kind of trophies, and these trophies are very different things like you have a whole bunch for old playstation hardware like playstation one psp and so on and so on and really one thing that people are questioning those are is are these nfts and that's a question i have myself do we consider these nfts or not playstation has stated that they're not nfts but they certainly have those nft type of feel because they're just like a digital thing and you can't really transfer it to anywhere else or it's really it's really just on your account or actually might just be on your console or i don't know i'm very confused by how this works and it just definitely does sound like an nft type thing it just doesn't seem all that great to start off with and i'm just really confused by this i'm really confused by how this is going to work and how PlayStation is launching this. And I'm just going to have to wait to see what it does myself. Again, it's launching North America and South America October 5th. Europe and Australia is coming October 13th. And it's already launched in Asia. And again, we're just going to see what it is for those that don't have it just yet. Now, another problem is apparently PlayStation is giving the top tier members of the PlayStation Stars loyalty program priority in the customer support. And... A lot of people have been upset about that, but just as many people have been saying, well, all companies do that when you have a loyalty program like this. But here's the thing. PlayStation's customer service is not that good. It really isn't. So I feel like it'd be a bigger problem if PlayStation actually had good customer service. I think the, the topic should be that PlayStation does not have good customer service rather than people being able to jump in line because of a loyalty program. Next up, Netflix is building a studio in Finland, a gaming studio in Finland. Yes, we knew that Netflix was starting to get into video games, 
And we did not know how serious Netflix is going to take it. Well, it looks like they are taking this very seriously. Again, they are building their own studio in Finland to offer more world-class original games to its users. Now, they're still in the early days of this, and it's going to be a while before we really see what Netflix does with their game studio and how they are going to work on games for the service. And again, a lot of people are going to be skeptical about this. And I think we might have talked about this before. I'm not sure, but people are skeptical of this because it just seems like Netflix and video games would not mix. I mean, we've seen stranger things happen, so I'm more in wait and see mode on this, but they are taking this very seriously, which I I think is a good start, but only time is going to tell. Next up, we got a trailer for Wild Hearts and a release date of February 17th, and this one Wild Hearts looks like a very interesting game. It looks like, it kind of plays a little bit like Monster Hunter to me. It looks a little bit like a Monster Hunter game. A lot of fun, too. It doesn't look like it's a copycat. It looks like it takes elements of Monster Hunter, which Monster Hunter itself is a very fun game. It's a very fun game to play. And if Wild Hearts does what the trailer looks like it does, it looks like it could be a very fun game to play. I'm pretty interested to see what happens with this game. I don't know if I get it, I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I will keep an eye on this. Moving on, Skull and Bones has been delayed, and we knew this was coming because it was releasing on a bad day. Because it was supposed to be releasing on November 8th, which was the same day as Sonic Frontiers, and the day before God of War Ragnarok. So yeah, it was going to be doomed for failure if it didn't delay, and it did. March 9th, 2023 is when Skull and Bones is now going to be released, and hopefully we actually comes out on this day because we have just been waiting and waiting and waiting to see if this game would ever get released and again we knew it was going to get delayed when that first launch date was revealed because again same day as sonic frontiers same day as god of war ragnarok for a new ip that a lot of people are questioning now that's been in development hell for the longest time yeah not a good idea not a good idea. Now it's released in March 9th. Hopefully nothing big gets announced and released on a similar day. That's like two weeks away from Resident Evil 4 Remake. So I don't think it's going to be in too much problems. But you know what? We're just going to we're just gonna have to see if Skull and Bones is a good game. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is Crystal Dynamics has apparently set up a survey for the Legacy of Kang series. Now the Legacy of Kang series originally ran from 1996 to 2003. The last game in the series was Defiance, and really, fans have been waiting to see if we can get a new Legacy of Kang game, and with this survey, it looks like Crystal Dynamics is definitely looking into making a new game. Now, remember, Crystal Dynamics, Idols Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal were bought by the Embracer Group for $300 million in a deal that a lot of people still think was just way too low for Square Enix to sell those franchises and those IPs for because it wasn't just for the studios. They also sold the Tomb Raider franchise, the Legacy of Kane franchise, the Deus Ex franchise, and so many others. It seemed like it was way too low of a price, but I mean, we've already gone through that. And this is interesting because Meliodas, when I talked about this, Meliodas was just so excited and he specifically talked about Legacy of Kane. He was talking about that Legacy of Kane could be coming back. And 
it looks like that's what's happening. I mean, they're setting up this survey. They are definitely interested in making a new Legacy of Kang game. There's no other way that you would set up the survey if it wasn't for making a new game. And what's really interesting about this is that Embracer Group, they said they did not just buy all these studios and all these IPs to not use them. And they are putting their money where their mouth is, it looks like, with doing something like this. And for the Legacy of Kang series, I mean, I've seen a lot of fans saying they just want a new game. If it turns out that we do get a new game out of this, and it turns out to be as good as the original games, because the original games have been well-received by critics and fans alike, I feel like it would be a win for gaming. And really, this does make a whole lot of sense, because we've seen such older classic games getting the reboot, remake, remaster treatment. We saw Refresh and Spyro. Those were two of the first big ones. I mean, we've seen... You know, not just franchise coming back from the dead. We've seen the Resident Evil 2, 3, and 4 remakes. I mean, we've seen so much being done with reboots, remakes, remasters, that games like Legacy of Kane is a no-brainer at this point. All right, guys, that was the gaming news for this week. As always, I am Diggs Gaming, and I will see you guys next time.